Hello and welcome back after a bit of a hiatus to the Tomato Timer. My name is Zabar and I'm really excited to relaunch the, the episode uh, with a really awesome guest, Victor Newman. He is a Sigma Squared Fellow where we are together and he's also the founder of Invested, which is changing the future of free independent financial education. Um, I'm really excited to have you, Victor. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Zubair. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, we have to dive straight into it. You know, why is financial education a problem? We're hearing it everywhere. Um, we're seeing the challenges in this kind of incredibly uh, unpredictable financial situation. But personally, why is financial education still a problem for young people? Um, I would say financial education and missing financial education is a huge problem since um, money and, and the economy is something most of us deal with on an everyday basis. Like even if you wanted to, you can't escape the systems that we're living in. Um, and I just think it's super bad that we are not taught about it enough in school or sometimes we're not taught about it in any way. There are a lot of countries who don't have financial literacy or financial education as a subject on the timetable for, for students from any age. Um, some countries talk about it a little bit, but also not in enough depth, I would say. Um, and actually, studies have shown that financial education should be part of so-called core education. So core education is defined as something that you need to kind of be a, a self, um, you know, self-deciding citizen of a democratic country. Um, yeah. And some studies have shown that actually financial education should be part of this core education, but it's still not taught in schools because... Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's a highly controversial topic in some sense. Um, and yeah, I believe we should change that because too many young people um, take on credit card debt without actually knowing what they're doing in that moment. They don't really understand how money works and um, what actually money is. And that kind of leads them to really bad situations in their life where they don't need uh, to end up if they would have known things about money beforehand. Yeah. And what, what was it that triggered you to kind of start looking at this problem more deeply was it a personal situation or is it something that you saw um so i i would say a mix of uh personal situations and and things i saw in my surroundings so within my um my family and my friends in germany i've seen a couple of cases where people um didn't know how to deal with money and went into kind of really bad situations in their life which was quite unnecessary because then um the money issue in their life became way too big of a topic and money kind of controlled their life. Um, we always say as invested, we want you to control your money and not money to control you. Um, so, so that was one thing. The other thing was I was a student obviously at some point myself uh, in, in my life in Germany and you wouldn't believe it, but Germany is actually really, really, really badly behind when it comes to introducing financial education um two schools um actually we are one of the worst countries in europe <laughs> um and um therefore i'm from germany i didn't have financial education in my high school um so i saw kind of how it affected me that i wish that i would have had a kind of a guided subject in school that would have guided me through it and also i saw friends who ended up in bad situations um, yeah. and after high school in germany i went to the us and their personal finance was a mandatory topic um to graduate high school actually and I just okay. thought, okay, this is kind of a huge difference in Germany. It's not even offered and here you needed to graduate in some states. Yeah. Um, so there's something that needs to be done here in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you kind of mentioned it in your previous answer, but what is invested in, and what, what led to the, the birth of invested? Um, so, so as mentioned, 
I've seen um, cases in, in my surroundings and also at myself that that if I would have known more about money, some things could have gone more sm smoothly and yeah. without less like with less stress. Um, and then during high school, I was actually um, involved in another organization that kind of promoted the topic of financial literacy. But that organization promoted the topic in a in a way that I would not advocate for anymore because it was really driven by um, by the stock market and driven by by insurance companies and banks that sponsored that organization. Um, and I wanted to build something that is actually an independent organization focused purely on education and not on, you know, also being a marketing engine for these banks and insurance companies. Um, and that's why I kind of saw a gap in the market, at least for me, to build something that that I would have loved to have as a student. That's always the premise um, that we tell everyone that is involved with Invested you just go and build that organization that you would have loved to have when you were a student. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was a project at school, right? We were, you were with friends and co-founded it? Uh, yes. So so actually, I co-founded uh, the first meeting we ever had for Invested was in February 2020, uh, one week mm. before an amazing Lockdown. situation <laughs> happened yeah. that affected us all. Um, yeah. And it was an in-person meeting with a couple of friends from, from high school. Um, and and but from there on actually we really 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 fast went fully remote um and now we have team members from all over germany and actually all over europe we're not spread across like three time zones um so yeah a, a lot gone on since then but the co-founders were mates from school yeah amazing um and and you mentioned this and i i can definitely see uh some examples of this even in, in the spaces that i occupy where we have financial literacy programs, but they are sponsored by or run in conjunction with larger financial institutions, banks, you know, different other players in the market that want to have insights, understanding of young people's finances. Um, and of course, if you're looking at it from a, I don't know, five, 10 year horizon, the Gen Z's right now and the, the way they spend money is going to be the most important data that you can use to then track and kind of project and think about, you know, their credit scores, et cetera, et cetera. So it is scary, the fact that there seems to be like these, all these great programs that look really good, especially because they're for free and they're well-designed. But then you think about it, actually, what you what you share with these people or organizations, you are also kind of potentially just like sunning your life away at a very, very early age. So independent programs are so critical. What, what else have you seen in this space and what is you know, why, why are there not more independent organizations doing this work? Um, great question. Um, so, so, I mean, one thing to note here that obviously not, not all banks and insurance companies and financial services providers who sponsor those initiatives are bad or have any bad intentions. That's just mm -hmm. something I want to make clear. I want to, you know, generally bash a group of society. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, but so, so, so one thing that we saw when we started out was, okay, we, we kind of need funding to, to build an educational organization that helps work, holds workshops at schools that produces content more or less on scale that maybe yeah. produces a software to learn with. Um, I mean, you as the, the founder of Xenodes, you can probably best speak to that, that, um, you know, you need funding to build something. Yeah, <laughs> and especially absolutely. in the education sector, funding is not, is not as easily accessible as in other sectors, um, yeah. just simply because not always you can make a lot of money with education. And when we started out, we were, um, you know, in standing in front of the same challenge. How do we fund what we want to do? And then we were looking at, okay, what, what would be the biggest cost factors in what we're trying to build? And the biggest cost factors were the people. Um, 
the people who run the workshops, who create the content. And then we made the really conscious decision to build it all on, on top of volunteers. So I myself, I'm a volunteer. I don't get paid. No one at our organization gets paid. And, and that kind of took away a lot of our costs. And therefore, we didn't need it funding anymore. But if we would have gone the route of, you know, doing it full time, having people who do it full time, um, there's a big need for funding. And the people who want to provide funding really easy are banks and insurance companies. So that's the reason why a lot of them are involved within the field of financial literacy, because they're willing to, you know, put up the money to, to fund those educational programs, because obviously they have a huge interest in touching, um, touching base with those young potential new customers really, really early on, which is totally understandable out of a business perspective. They have a huge customer lifetime value going forward. Um, so, so why not try to reach them even earlier, even before they're 18, when they're still yeah. in high school? Um, so yeah, but we wanted to do that differently. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into the, the actual, what is financial education? Because um, you've talked about the differences across different geographies and the different kind of compulsory natures of them as well. But also what's being taught is also quite different. Um, I know we, we discussed this earlier as well, that the EU has some guidelines and some frameworks to provide in terms of what are the critical topics and how should you be taught those things. Um, what are some of the kind of, can you, can you give us some like high level uh, concepts and spaces or, or chapters, I guess, that make up for what a young person should know before entering, or they probably are already in the economic system, but how they should be aware of the different instruments and, and functions and, and different things that exist in the system? Sure. Um, so one big misconception that we actually ran into when we started out was that you have to think financial literacy and education not as uh, topics that you need to cover, but more as competencies that that the students mm. need to kind of need to kind of get out of financial literacy and education, because at the end they need to apply the the, the knowledge or the competencies in that sense in so many different right. situations that a pure factual knowledge would not be enough to to give them an independent life. Um, right. So that's one huge thing that you need to think about. But then those competencies are basically the, the core competencies that are defined by the EU and by the by the German government, um, basically just cover income expenses, what is insurance, um, how does kind of the stock market and saving for later work and how does budgeting work. Um, and also credit and, and debt. That's the those are the kind of the big things that that the, those competencies cover. Um, and there's actually a model for people who are really interested uh, that that covers those competencies in, in depth and defines um, defines the different kind of subpoints of those competencies. Gotcha. Um, would definitely love to take you up on the offer of that model and share that in our in our episode links as well because I think people would definitely be interested. Can you tell me like some of the ones which um, as you because I know at Invested you're doing a whole bunch of different things to start upskilling and delivering the kind of these competencies what are some things that always stick out to you as like ones which young people are overlooking and not have a good awareness of um i'd say also if you look at like what content is out there on youtube a lot of young people are like super blended and interested in the stock market and crypto and how you can make money fast mm -hmm. um and they overlook the the boring basics a lot of the time um so how does credit work how does uh, you know budgeting work that a lot of people overlook those topics also when they create those financial literacy programs and then they focus too much on on insurance and on kind of the stock market and how to invest i mean i mean we are guilty of it as well we are called invested so we kind of have it in our name that we are focused on this investing point um 
but a lot of people actually overlook the really boring basics of financial literacy um, that are super important to to um, to live a healthy financial life. How to budget your income, how do taxes work? Um, taxes are probably one of the best examples that no one is really interested in. Yeah, yeah, I, I can. I'm uh, very aware of that, especially in the last few few years, as I have had to become more and more um, knowledgeable about both corporate taxes and personal taxes and how they all interact and um, a whole bunch of organizations that I have to manage and do different things for. Um, I, I've, I've been lucky, I have a, a dad who's a chartered accountant, so I've always been like in the know of money and where it goes. Uh, a little bit too much maybe sometimes as well, but it is, it is critical. Like uh, I remember heading to university and realizing that how easy it is to not know what you're spending, where you're spending and how you're spending it. Um, it's such an easy, like, I, I don't know about you, but like contactless, forget about the card. Now our phones are what we take around everywhere. It makes life so much easier. We just don't even think when money is going and coming in. Um, we're not able to project and like kind of forecast what our expenses will be for the month and whether we'll have that income or that kind of availability to do so. Uh, and it just, you know, even when we like go for our first jobs, we don't really think about the fact that how a salary will be able to cover kind of the expenses of living in a city and, and eating healthy and doing all these different things and uh it's really scary when you see uh, as you have as well I, I saw a lot of these challenges at, at university um and it's just really really sad that we end up in, in bad situations so, talking about more about the basics though um you talked about taxes and budgeting as, as some critical points what when you, why did you call yourself invested though what is what is the there's there's something beyond that as well, like because we also think investment is something that can only be done at a very very later age or later stage of our lives. Um, so the name invested also actually derives from kind of part of the philosophy that we teach, or that we believe in next to you know the the core competencies as well, because we think that um, an investment doesn't necessarily have to has to be something monetarily. You can also invest in yourself. Um, so that's kind of where the name comes from. We wanted to to tell and to show people, hey, if you get good education really early on, you are investing in yourself, um, and and therefore yeah. giving yourself a better life after um, after like afterwards. Um, compound interest as one of those economic concepts that that we like to teach people really early on that there can also be compound interest when it comes to teaching yourself. Like if you gain a skill really consistently yeah. really early on, you can excel exponentially within that skill and, and make kind of your life a little bit smoother in in the area you want to improve in um, and that's also why we call ourselves invested because we want to teach that long-term thinking philosophy um, because also in the in today's world a lot of really short-term focus um, short-term thinking and and we think it's it's important to advocate for for long-term thinking but um, the long-term thinking organization doesn't sound so so cool so that's why we picked the name invested <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I, I see what you mean. So both the, the financial piece, but also the, the personal piece as well. Now you're doing a whole bunch of things. Tell me a little bit about the, the specific offerings and also um, what we're doing together as well, which is super exciting. Yeah, sure. I'm really looking forward to that, by the way. Um, so as Invested, we originally started out and we wanted to build an education platform, like a really classic kind of Udemy for finances kind of thing. But we realized pretty quickly that with that, we might reach some people, but we will not reach the people where it's really critical to reach them. 
um, in like schools and not great areas of cities, stuff like that, like where financial literacy really can have a big social impact at the end. Um, so that's why we expanded pretty quickly to also do workshops in person and online. Um, actually, this November coming up, I'm, I'm super excited for this. We, we are teaching in the first kind of official German school. Uh, we are teaching a subject oh. there for about for about six weeks. Um, so we have a real class with with um, real students, 30, 30 students. And uh, wow. we are kind of integrated into into the timetable now, which is super exciting. Amazing. Um, so yeah, we expanded to workshops. Um, we also still produce content um, in, in written form, sometimes in video form. Um, on the one hand side to, to kind of give that content to students after the workshops, but also if students find us um, just on the internet that they have something that they can consume and they can learn more about. Um, also within that kind of content area of us falls our great collaboration that uh, mm -hmm. we have with, with Znotes where uh, we produce some content surrounding the basic competencies of financial literacy um, that will be covered then on the Xenos platform. Maybe you can you can add some points on yeah. onto that. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about that because uh, you know one thing that uh, we've seen in our community is this appetite to learn. And many of our students, and community members, go abroad to study or or you know starting to become more financially independent by that age, and they're they're keen to to learn more things. So. Um, really excited to kind of launch a new area of Xenos, which is all around skills development. And the first uh, proper content piece would be uh, personal finances, which we'd be running together, um, combining a few other things as well. The content will be one piece, but there's also a lot of opportunities to to run workshops, as you mentioned, to run uh, you know synchronous sessions, which will allow young people to learn from these things. So hopefully, if you're listening to the episode, we would have um, either just about launched or be launching uh, the, the the news kind of platform on the plat on the website as well. Um, really excited about that, Victor. The the reason we've kind of connected is is the the community of Sigma Squared, um, and because we're we're both founders, we're both under the age of twenty four. Uh, your entrepreneurial story is also very very exciting and very uh, has lots of interesting kind of twists and turns. So I think it will be really interesting to learn about kind of where you started entrepreneurship and also the kind of the really cool internships and projects that you've done along the way because invested is something that runs with you but there's also lots of really cool stuff that you do alongside it um do you want to take us through a, a quick tour of your life sure i mean i i can i can give a i can give a brief summary um yeah. so so i think the first point where you could say that i came in touch with you know entrepreneurship i think it's like such a huge buzzword that i personally don't like to use it too much uh, <laughs> um but so, so the first point where I, I, I came in, I came in contact with that when I was participating with actually the same friends that I founded invested with um, in kind of a national startup competition for high school students in Germany, um, where you had to kind of create a business plan, create an idea. Um, and we actually made it to the semifinals. So we were like in the top wow. percent of, of all students in Germany with our business plan and, and idea. Um, which was kind of a cool feeling back then and really motivating. We like we got an invite to Berlin, got to tour a couple of really cool offices <laughs> and um, and get to get to see how the startup world works um, a little bit more. Um, that project, though, came to an abrupt end after we were featured on national TV uh, at a prime time. Um, we had, there were like five minutes about our project on national TV. And then um, afterwards, we ran into a couple of legal issues because apparently one of the things that we were building was patented. Um, 
which was quite bad. But um, you live, you learn. We were 16, 17, so, so not that big of an issue. Plenty of time to build something new. Yeah, um, but you've already proven it by getting to national television, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, that was a really cool thing. Although today I would say that uh, maybe also as an advice that I would give my younger self that there's a lot of things out there that might seem super cool, like getting to national TV, getting featured on like articles and newspapers, winning awards and stuff. But um, all those are like in the startup world, they're called like vanity metrics. What actually matters at the end is if you're helping people, if you're impacting people, and if you kind of have users, if you build something people want, as, as Y Combinator likes to say it. Um, and back then we were really focused on a lot of vanity metrics. <laughs> um one of the one of the big learnings along the journey um but yeah and then after high school i went to the us to play american football um and to have some time off and then i came back and then already invested started um throughout the time of building invested i was always involved with other projects along the way um i kind of tried to build a commercial software startup last year which failed horribly um but again you live you learn yeah. <laughs> a lot of learnings taken out of that um and yeah, all of those learnings, I think, also go back into Invested, which is a really cool thing um, because Invested benefits a lot from what I do besides Invested. Um, so we can enhance the quality of our organization and our impact. That's incredibly mature uh, perspective that you take on. Um, and it's really, really you know, refreshing to hear because uh, you always smile when you, when you say, oh, that failed, which is, which is quite, uh, quite, quite amusing, but also... Uh, it's a good example of how you've been able to take these experiences instead and actually are making va taking value out of all those experiences. Um, you've you've done countless internships with one of some of the biggest companies in the world, and I'm sure those experiences have also led to the kind of the perspective you bring to to invest it to your life and to your work as well. Um, and all, all this alongside studies because you're still you're still doing your your undergraduate, right? Yes, that is that is correct. Uh, more or less, um, I, I'm still I'm still studying at um, at the same uni you were studying at at UCL in London. Um, yeah. Science technology studies also something completely unrelated to finance. But uh, but yeah, I'm st I'm still I'm still doing that. <laughs> just just to just to kind of just like uh, exemplify that um, a lot of us come in with this mindset of building something perfect and also uh, in pursuance of these kind of awards and the accolades and recognition. So. What you've shared today has just been—it's such a good example and good reminder. Firstly, to build something which, which can impact and, and affects people immediately, uh, and secondly, to to fail, fail fast and and get back up again. Uh, and I think you've you've been an exemplary person for both of those things. Um, Victor, we're almost going to the end of our episodes. As you know, they're only twenty-five-ish minutes long uh, as we as we follow the podcast or the uh, Pomodoro style. Um, before we end, I wanted to really like, kind of like bring you back to the, the question around personal finances. Um, a lot of our young people will be listening today and thinking, "What? What do I?" I, I heard a lot of great stuff, and hopefully, I'll look at the content. You know, what do I do now? What can I start thinking about at this very moment? Mm, um, there are two core advices that that I would give to anyone out there who says, "Okay, now I want to learn more about personal finance." Um, and the first core advice is that there, like, if you start googling about it, there's a lot of great stuff on the internet. Um, but always ask yourself who's the sender of the content that I see there right now and what might be their intention behind it. Because um, like I mentioned earlier, I don't want to blame a whole part of kind of people who create content around personal finance because a lot of the content is actually great content. Um, I just want to kind of give the advice to, to everyone to, to look at the sender and take some of the content with a pinch of salt. Um, 
this enables everyone, in my opinion, to kind of do research on their own and, and be more independent when, when researching the topic on the internet. Yeah. Um, and the second advice is actually, um, it's it's a really German thing. We have, a, we have a saying that says, don't talk about money or we don't talk about money. Um, and and I, I just would love to, to, to give the advice, talk about money. Um, if it's possible, talk to your friends, talk to your parents about money. You don't have to, you know, reveal actual numbers, but a lot of, of what you can talk about is also mindset and, you know, general rules of thumbs that other people might know. Um, kind of getting into the habit of talking about money can also help you to to be more open to ask friends about problems that you might have and to, to ask them about solutions to the problems. Um, if you follow these two core things, you're really um, already more independent than a lot of people when it comes to personal finances. Um, and then you can kind of figure a lot of things out along the way that will, um, yeah, those two things will just really help you to figure a lot of things out. Amazing. Such such critical and such really uh, immediately accessible advice as well. Thank you so much, Victor. It's been a pleasure having you. And thank you to everyone who listened to the episode. Thank you, Zuber, for having me. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye.